0: Welcome back into another episode of Behind the Bench with Carter Echel. This is episode 54. I am your host, Carter E. Jeff, we just finished up watching a World Cup game. We got a little bit to talk about there, but of course, we are going to break into the uh, winter sports scene here in Northern Nevada as we have games kicking off Tuesday. We are taping this Monday morning just for a little context there. But Tuesday evening, we have our first, uh, first league games, I guess. Uh, obviously, I know. Got one area team that's already played, at least from taking a look at max preps. But a lot to talk about as far as what to expect from our basketball teams here um, in the coming weeks and throughout this season. We will get to wrestling here uh, next week, but we are going to start with uh, basketball. But before we get into basketball, I would like to give a shout out to Douglas High Senior Mackenzie Willis, who signed to play softball at CSU Monterey Bay, where she will pitch uh, for a pretty solid. A uh, team that went 37 and 23 last year, um, including several wins over nationally ranked foes. That is a NCAA Division II program there. Um, so props to her. She had quite the season last year before getting named the Class 5A Northern Nevada Pitcher of the Year. Uh, led the Tigers with 184 strikeouts in 103 innings. Just gave up 73 hits, 26 earned runs. Uh, for an ERA of 1.76, which is not not too shabby at all. Anyways, moving into the winter sports scene, we're going to start with uh, our Carson basketball side of things because Carson already has a game under their belt on the boys' side. That was a 70 to 58 win over Wooster. Uh, another little little poke here. We need stats this year, guys. I can't. This. I mean, I'm just. I'm just gonna be in coaches, text messages, emails. I, I, we can't do this without stats. Um, so 70 to 58, no stats for that game. So that's the best you're going to get. Someone scored. from me on, on that first game. I will take just based off of rosters, here's what we got. Here's what the Senators have coming back for this season. This is just based off Max Press rosters, so don't come after me if they're incorrect so far. But here's who will be returning for the Senator boys under first-year coach. Ty Golden, of course, uh, seniors D.C., Quintana, and Parker Story will be back. Uh, Michael Hughes, Ethan Grant, and Quinton Beck all returning. Now, of course, you lose Parsa Yasumi, who goes Division Two to San Francisco State. If you look at scoring-wise, Carson's returning roughly 27% of their scoring for last season. So it's going to be a transition year. Obviously, you bring in a new head coach, too, which kind of naturally makes it a transition year in and of itself, Um, But some some seniors on that team who, you know, know what to expect around the region. I know the uh, boys northern Nevada landscape has shaped and shifted quite a bit with transfers. I know. A lot of those teams that were at the top last year had either good chunks of their team graduate or transfer to another school or out of the state, um, which is how how things go nowadays for one reason or another. So Carson's going to have gonna have a handful. I mean, like you said, you lose your number one score, you lose a Division two um, athlete in in Parsa, and you got to. You, there's no not going to be a natural replacement, right? You can't just find somebody to, to fill those shoes. Otherwise, you would have seen them last year. So they're going have to have to find some new ways to work. And obviously, you adjust to a new coach, which probably means a little bit of a new system. So curious to see what, what they look like this year. Like I said, 70 to 58 win to start things off uh, against Wooster probably for the best to get a game in before you go straight to bishop minogue which is the tuesday lineup for both the carson boys and the carson girls um that was how carson girls started the season last year too i was a little surprised to see uh that's how they're going to start the season again this year bishop minogue will be probably just as good as they were last year or somewhere right around there so something to keep an eye out for there like i said tuesday we get the league slate for basketball season started it's not a It's quick in the sense that it starts, you know, November 29th, but it doesn't really pick up until January. Um, There'll only be a couple league games that everybody will get in here in Class 5A before we hit the winter break. So there will be some new names to watch, obviously. Um, We will get to those more in print. So if you check that out either in the print edition or online at www.nevadaappeal.com backslash news backslash sports, we'll have all sorts of stuff coming this week on what you can expect from the Carson boys basketball team. One of the Carson girls team, which according to the roster has just one returning player from last year and freshman Lauren Finnerty. uh, Again, forgive me if that's not accurate, but this is what I'm, what I'm working with right now, guys. So uh, she averaged 7.3 points per game last year, 4.6 rebounds a game and had nearly two steals a game. And as a freshman at the varsity level was Pretty impressive in her ability, you know, to hold her own and, and battle inside on the boards where they, they needed somebody uh, to, to help out. And um, obviously she's going to be the number one piece this year. I expect expect that team to to go as she goes along with, um, you know, any new faces they may have. But uh, you start the season with Bishop Minogue, you're going to have your hands full. And um, they did last year. So last year they averaged 25 turnovers per game as a team. Uh, in my opinion, you get that number under 20 and you, you're going to start seeing some some things transition towards a little bit more success, but 25 turnovers a game for any program is is going to be too much. That's just too many free possessions for opposing teams and to be hit. You're not going to be forcing 25 steals back the other way. Even, even as pesky as some of these teams we've seen from last year, uh, especially over on the South of us in, in Douglas uh, teams that were really good at getting into the lane. We're not, we're not swiping 25 steals a game. So keeping those turnover numbers down is going to be crucial for a, a Carson girls basketball team. That is, is still going to be growing under uh second year coach, Todd Ackerman, but, second year in his second stint so not his second year at carson high but his second year in in this stint there so like i said a couple times already they start with bishop minogue tomorrow and uh, we will have previews for them throughout the week of course switching over to the douglas boys basketball team um, maybe buried the lead a little bit with our defending northern nevada class 5a regional champs of course they do not Bring back the likes of Case and Boggs or Chris Smalley. They both graduate as seniors, so right away you're losing some some big production. And again, while they are not shoes you can fill, you know, one one and one, right? You're not gonna you're gonna have to find players elsewhere. They do return 34 percent of their scoring roughly from last year. Uh, a big big chunk of that comes from uh, this will be a senior this year in JC Reed and then a sophomore guard in Caden Thacker, still a lot of size on that, that Douglas roster this year. Um, It's going to be interesting to see how they can manage that and make it, make it work for them. Uh, Definitely some new faces to keep an eye out, but I mean, here, here's a look at, at, at your listed heights on max preps. And I don't know if they measure them in shoes or not. So, you know, you can take it with a little bit of a grain of salt, but we got six foot six, two, 5'10, five, 5'7, five, here you go, 6'8, 6'4, 6'1, 6'1, 6'3, 6'4, 6'4, and 6'9. So the Tigers will still have plenty of size on the inside. Where they will find that production is going to be obviously a little different. You won't have your staple uh, down low. And in, in Chris Smalley, you can't just throw an oop to him. However, Cole Smalley is on the roster this year. Um, I know he's been battling some, some injury stuff, but it looks like he will, will play this year. They also have trace Estes and Kyle Coons coming over from, uh, the football side of things. None of those three really saw time uh, on the varsity team last year, but that doesn't mean they can't come in and make an impact right away. Of course you have returners like, uh, you know, Thomas McDowell, Theo Reed guys who, you know, were averaging, uh, around five points a game when they, when they got in, but, uh, bench guys who can kind of be a spark and, um, a big thing for Douglas last year was how deep the boys team was. They were able to get you know solid production from nine players, and and if you can do that anywhere, you're gonna have have success. And obviously, they play under head coach Corey Thacker, who's been around for a long time and has really instituted a solid solid game plan over there. And we'll see if they're as aggressive on defense this year. I'm very curious to see how that plays out with with some new pieces. Uh, like I said, they were able to get in the passing lanes a lot, but curious if uh, they steer away from that at all, which if I had to guess,
1: I wouldn't think so. They sound bigger this year, Tal- physically taller, bigger. I- and I, I realize, losing Kaysen and Chris, that's a speed impact in my mind because those guys flew. Uh, so i will be curious to see if they change that up a little bit this year.
0: Yeah, maybe a little smaller at guard, um, but otherwise – i mean it's a lot of the same team obviously you know chris was what six four six five but um you know cole comes in as a as a junior at six three kyle coons at six four and um you know trace estes is six four as well so uh yeah if anything they may be bigger than they were last year and they caused they caused problems for teams last year a a lot of problems last year and uh, i know i know there were some outlets that did not pick them to finish very well and they held on to that and they're not going to get slept on this year. Yeah, <laughs> not a chance. Like, Nobody's thinking them to finish seventh yeah. in the North this year. And I wouldn't dare... So more to come from them in the record courier later this week. Of course, last but not least for the uh, Class 5A basketball teams around here, the Douglas girls, they'll have five seniors coming back this winter, unfortunately, for the Tigers and for senior Candy Miller. She returns but will not see the floor this year after uh, dealing with an ACL injury in soccer season this fall. So that will be a big loss for them, along with several other seniors from last year that they will miss to graduation of course they return leading scorer Addy Doerr who averaged 10 points a game 6 rebounds per game and a steal and a half per contest uh, Aaliyah Weaver, Zora Simpson and Talia Trenton all return as well all averaging under uh, 5 points a game but big big contributors on the on the glass with, with rebounds uh, even without um, Camden Miller who was one of the team's leading scorers last year they still return almost 50% of their offensive production from last season so we'll see where uh jason carter can help steer this team this year and i know there were some some ups and downs through through the season last year but curious to see where they pick up and um douglas will open the season tuesday at home against reno high which will be uh, very interesting on both sides of things to see not only where reno stands but kind of a good litmus test for for where things start um, versus Carson starting with Bishop Minogue, which I'm not sure is a litmus test more than just a, hey, welcome to league play sort of sort of deal there. So anyways, that's going to kind of do it for our Around the Region look at basketball coming up this fall. Like I said, of course, we'll have previews, pictures, and all sorts of quotes and stuff from players and coaches coming out this week. Wrestling will follow soon, hoping to have one of those coaches on here next week for the podcast as well i won't uh, tease that too much more in case that doesn't happen but something to keep an eye out for for episode 55 next week jeff can't get out of here of course without talking about the world cup like i said we just turned off brazil switzerland where uh, brazil won 1-0 and punched their ticket into the uh, round of 16 i don't think they say that term in soccer but I'm going to use it anyways
1: i'm sure somebody did
0: (laughs) for for anybody who's been kind of keeping up with it but not really keeping up with it what are they what are they missing with the the world cup and if you're not you know sitting down and watching uh consistently
1: we we talked about this at the beginning when we kind of introed watching it something special i mean there's been lots of something specials that have happened in the last week Argentina getting beat by a team that no one expected. I mean, that, that, that's not even on the radar. And, you know, we were talking about bookies and all that kind of whatnot. Who knows who picked Saudi Arabia to win that game. Plus
0: 2,000 yeah, underdog. That, that's
1: a, it, it was a huge shock. Well, I think most people would have thought they were just throwing money away to be betting on Saudi Arabia. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But somebody did. And I, I just never fails that something special happens uh the goal that the brazilian guy scored uh, just if that's not goal of the tournament the next goal has to be even more spectacular than that and you obviously that's going to be all over social media now because we didn't i mean we had it we talked about this before we had it before but it wasn't like it is now people live and die by that thing that's gonna going to be all over and that's just more exposure for the game so those kinds of special things happen yeah and if
0: you're uh not waking up particularly like i did and over the weekend sometimes you wake up to text from jeff in all caps saying (laughs) i love the world cup after (laughs) japan upset germany 2-1 germany seems to be on the brink of things now too with the way the way that's shaped out i guess outside of uh argentina losing to saudi arabia would you say
1: there's been a biggest surprise to you The Japan game was a big surprise. Um, I I knew they were a good team because I saw them play, but Germany is not the Germany of days gone by. Um, I'd almost say that Switzerland team that we just watched—they had more of the the typical. I don't know if it's German professional league because most of those guys play there, but it, you know, very, very solid in the back. You know, you know what you're going to get when you play against them, but. Germany's just not – they're not the team that they used to be. Uh, and and everybody goes through – I mean, Italy's not even in the World Cup, for crying out loud, and they've won it recently. Right. So, uh, you know, there's obviously cycles, but uh, Spain's exciting. Portugal's exciting. Argentina, who knows what's going to happen. Brazil, who knows what's going to happen. I mean, the goal today that Brazil scored was – somewhat classic cherry pick and just hanging out knowing that something might happen good and they had numbers up and the guy was completely open well I'm sorry if you're open in the box and someone gets you the ball probably gonna score well and they
0: probably should have had a second or third one of them was called back for the offsides the other one in the first half the guy could have easily put away and yeah, just yeah uh, kicked one, it right at I the, guarantee he wants
1: that he one back. kicked
0: it right at the goalie I'll steer you in one direction here real quickly either I don't know if uh, Canada getting eliminated is is too shocking, but the fact that Belgium is also third in Group F behind Croatia and Morocco has got to be a little surprising for uh, us us worldly soccer fans. I can't believe I just included myself in that
1: sentence. The Belgium, I mean, this goes. I can't remember which World Cup it was. We were we were ranked fifth, we being the US, and obviously that was shocking because we went out. I think we were the first team eliminated that year. But Belgium being ranked so high, and from the sounds of it, I didn't get to see the game because it was, I think, a two a.m. game. Belgium barely squeaked out against Canada, and Canada's coach was mouthing off at the after, you know, the on the field. What do you think, coach? And he went. "Mm."
0: They got Canadian players completely ditching the media. uh, They're not even talking to anybody. I heard Alfonso Davies hasn't said a word to Canadian media since he got there.
1: doesn't surprise me and that's not necessarily a good thing for them cuz he's got to go back to yeah to, and they'll ask him about it when oh, he gets yeah. back. Oh yeah, you Germany can't just that forever. Yeah, no, he's going to have to own it. Now, him scoring the only goal for Canada in the World Cup history, that's something special and maybe somebody will leave it at that, but there's a second team eliminated from the World Cup and they finished first in our region. So I don't I don't know. I don't know. Tomorrow, the Iran game. Iran played really well. I don't know. They played terrible against England, and they played really well against Wales. So there's no reason for and all the political BS that's going on with with uh, the with U.S. US Federation yeah, U.S. Taken the- leaving off the <laughs> emblem in the middle. I, you know, I, obviously, I didn't know that was a thing until now. Yeah, and I, I get it, but you're not the right organization to start doing political campaigns. so. Oh, you, you mean, I guess I, if the U.S. Federation isn't FIFA, but I'll, so I'll save my snarkiness. For- well, and, and, and I just don't, as a federation, who made the decision to, to join that campaign, I just think it was the wrong thing to do, and now they're just getting all snarled up in a mess. Well, and, and
0: as you mentioned before we started, it, that group could get weird if, if Wales goes and, upsets england oh. then the whale if if the u.s beats iran and wales beats england the u.s and wales are through which yeah, is crazy. not an outcome i think anybody had, would
1: predict no for sure not for sure not now I, I don't know that wales has anything left to, to go after england but, but they do have gareth bale and recently and historically he has produced magic things and magic moments and just exactly what we're talking about the world cup is the stage to do that so well that is another magic moment from the nevada peel offices
0: here on episode 54 of behind the bench uh of course thanks to today's title sponsor of double j auto envy in gardnerville thanks as always to my producer jeff mulva you can check out his work online at www.instanimage.com for all your photography needs and uh, we will catch you guys next week take it easy